Blog Talk Radio. Now, 
and so on and so forth. He even goes in once to break down and cry, which I didn't see no tears. But he, you know, he even breaks down. Um, my thoughts on it is this right here. Whatever went on, I'm not. A, I'm not saying that there that the, the girls, the women, or young women are uh, lying or you know, and trying to in hopes to get obtain some type of financial gain from this this whole thing. But my thoughts are, and I've said this before, if you have somebody in your family who has this, who who have had this, and as a, as black families do, we always keep things under sweep things under the rug, and we never say anything about it. You know, oh, that's just your uncle, this and that, and that's third. Well, I was molested when I was younger uh, by a family member, and um, I was touched inappropriately, and it was just to the point where, you know, I, I saw that person different. After that, after it happened, I saw them differently. I no longer saw them as a caretaker or someone who I could trust because at that point I didn't no longer want to be around that person. And when I was around them, I was very careful about how, you know, I was, you know what I'm saying? How I, how I saw them or, you know, or or how I acted around them. Um, so anyways, uh, I do believe that there is some truth, there is truth to what these women or these women have said. Um, and looking at the clip that I saw, it's like, why would you go? Would you first of all come speak out publicly and do an interview? Because all you're doing is you're trying to shed light. You're trying to get your name back up out there. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not saying it's a publicity stunt, but it kind of looks like it. You know what I'm saying? And for for women to believe that, oh, he didn't do it, he didn't do it, um, and he's being framed and this and that and the third, you know what? We don't know. What we have to do as a public is to allow these things to play out. Let it play out in court. Let it play out before a judge and a jury and allow the judge and the jury to make that decision. If, in fact, these allegations, if 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 Kelly knows that, you know, Robert knows that he's guilty, that is going to be on his conscience forever. And if he has done this, these things, you know what I'm saying? He that is between him and God. We all have to be held accountable at some point or another, whether we uh, mentally uh, say it or you know or make the you know make that account or privately. We're still going to be held accountable for all of our actions that we do towards ourselves and others, because at the end of the day. We all have to face a judge that is the judge of everybody, everyone. And that judge knows what we do, what we think, before we even think it and do those things. You know what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, he's going to have to be held, he's going to be held accountable for his actions. And anything that he's ever done, whether it's been in the past, the present, or the future, he will be held accountable for for whatever. So what we as a public need to do is just take a step back and not view this on a perspective of, oh, they're trying to take him down or anything like that. I've, I've seen a lot of comments. I've seen a lot of statements that have been made that oh, it's society trying to bring the, you know, the black man down or they're trying to frame us, take us down and all this and that and the third. My thing is 
we're all going to be held accountable for our actions. And I know I've switched up a minute, a, a bit here, but we're all going to have to be held accountable for our actions, everything that we've done to one judge. No matter what we do here on this earth, we still have to be held accountable for it, you know, in the afterlife. So he needs to keep in mind, as well as everybody else needs to keep in mind, that regardless what we think, what we say, or what we, how we view it, we still gonna be held. He's still gonna be held accountable. We're all gonna be held accountable for our actions. All right. So moving along. Um, after that, there's another trending story. Uh, Lady Oprah, Lady O. Um, has is receiving backlash for conducting an interview with the alleged victim um, that was seen in the Neverland, the Neverland um, documentary docu series that were or documentary that was that aired on um, Sunday and Monday night. Is it Sunday and Monday, Monday and Tuesday night, whichever one? But uh, but there was a, a documentary documentary that was aired that aired on HBO. It was called Leaving Neverland. This a documentary featured two accusers who claimed that Michael Jackson uh, sexually assaulted them when they were young, when they were kids, when they attended or was at present at his uh, uh, at the Neverland Ranch. Um, and this and uh, as you recall, uh, back in two thousand and something, um, before Michael passed. There were there was a court court case, and um, Michael was of course found not guilty on all of those accounts. Those counts, um, and you know the family has spoken out. The Jackson family has spoken out. Uh, nephew Taj has spoken out and said that these allegations are not true. Um, that he had been present um, at a few of those sleepovers. None of those things ever happened. Uh, when those, you know, those young men that are in question that were featured in the document there, uh, they believe that this is all about money, you know, and so on and so forth. But the reason why Lady O is getting backlash is because she said that this, and I quote well, from the quote that I've seen, that she said that this documentary is bigger than Michael. She said it's bigger than Michael. And... A lot of people are saying, why would she do this? It's like she's pretty much defaming his character all over again. You know what I'm saying? Um, Who knows? Who knows what the reason, the real reasoning was behind uh, Oprah conducting this interview? For maybe for ratings? I don't know. Same as in with Gail King, what is she doing? What? Why did she interview R. Kelly? The same as uh, Robin Roberts interviewing Justice Smollett. Like, if you notice that there are three things that are going on, you know, that are in, have been in the news lately, in the top of the year, and the top of this of 2019, and they've all been negative. We've had Justice Smollett with the whole um, attack. Uh, um, you know, the hate crime, alleged hate crime against him that took place at the end of January, uh, R. Kelly with the docuseries and now being charged on 10 counts of sexual assault, Um, you know, now with Michael Jackson. It's like three black men one who is not no longer with us, and two who are still here with us. And now all are under fire, one for lying and two for sexual misconduct. It's sad. This is where our black men need to take a stand and change their ways. If you're doing something that you know you shouldn't be doing, you need to look at yourself in the mirror and say, okay, how is, this, how is this going to affect me later on? How is this going to affect my children later on? Or what is this going to do to me at a, at a, when I become older? Because Michael would have been in his, he would have been 61 uh, in August. He would be 61 coming up in August. 
if he were still living, he would be in his 60s. Um, Jesse's still young. He's in his 30s. R. Kelly is in his 50s. And look what is happening. You know what I'm saying? Men, you're going to have to start getting, y'all going to have to get it right. Y'all going to have to start flipping this thing and start doing more positive things, start being mentors to, you know, to teenage guys, you know, boys trying to teach them how not to be. You know what I mean? Like, look, we don't know if these things are true, but we need to, going forward, we need to make some changes, for real. For real, for real. We need to make some changes. And we need to make positive changes, not negative. We need to make positive changes. No more will black men be viewed as deadbeat fathers, uh, pimps, bums, and entertainers. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If y'all are in the entertainment industry, y'all need to start doing something with, you know, doing better. Look at Meek Mills. Meek Mills is out here uh, trying to, from, uh, um, you know, change the laws for prison reform, you know. Um, you know, you know there is who is that? Is it two chains? Two chains is out here saying going forward, we don't need to be promoting our money and and chains and stuff like that. We need to promote businesses. Uh, DJ Envy is buying real estate. You know what I'm saying? Charlemagne is out here producing um, TV shows and 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 you know content for television. Start doing some positive stuff, y'all. I'm trying to tell you. Because it makes no sense for every daggone story that I've seen has been negative about black people. When are we going to get some positivity? We got we to gotta stop giving them what they want. You know what I'm saying? We got to stop giving them what they want. We got to start doing better things with our life. We got to start doing better things with our lives. We're going to take a break, but hey. We'll be back with more with Positive Highlights Wednesday here on the Midnight Coco Show. On blogtalkradio.com. Make sure you're following up. Following up on Twitter at Midnight Coco. Corita 40. K-H-R-I-T-A. Instagram and Facebook. We'll be right back, y'all. Keep it locked. Don't go nowhere. It's your girl, Miss Coco. Positive Highlights Wednesday. You know 
We're back to listening to the Midnight Coco Show here on blogtalkradio.com. It's your girl, Miss Coco, Positive Highlights Wednesday. Yeah. Got another story that's, uh, ooh, is like really, like, exciting. <laughs> Wendy Williams. It turns back to her daytime talk show. Yep. We made a big return back here on Monday. And a lot of guys, she got a lot of people talking. Wendy got a lot of people talking. She got lots of people talking, lots of people asking, wondering why she didn't address. Well, she kind of did in a way, but she didn't in a way. Like she addressed it, but she really didn't address it. So basically what Wendy Williams said, and of course, you know, all the rumors been saying that, oh, her and her husband, you know, are uh, going through it. Uh, he's abusive towards her. He got a baby on the way by somebody else, by a mistress down the street, and and all that good stuff and everything like that. Well, so Wendy, she addressed it, and she basically said, like, okay, like, I'm going to show you something. This is from 28 years ago. She was like basically wanted to shout out her husband. They've been together for 28 years. They've been married for 25. Um, they, you know, of course, they have their son. And um, this is what they looked like back in the day. She shows a picture. And she um, goes on to say, you know, I've heard what the streets have been talking. Mm-hmm. My ear was to the streets. But, and then, but as ended, she was like, until you see this ring gone, she pointed at her hand with the ring on it, and she said, until you see that ring gone, then um, know that everything is okay. Everything is good over here. So a lot of people was like, why? Why she didn't say anything? Why she really didn't, you know, go into great detail about what's really going on? Why did she just do it like that and this and this and that and the third? But anyway, my thing is this here. You know, whatever's going on in that woman's marriage, that's between her and her husband and God, of course. You know what I'm saying? We not put, just because she's in the limelight doesn't mean that her business or her relationship, her marriage is in the limelight too. You know what I'm saying? She tries to separate both of them. Though she mentions her husband and her son on there, on the show because she's being relatable. She's letting you know, hey, this is what I do when I go home. When I go home, I'm I'm Mrs. Hunter. I'm Wendy Hunter. You know what I'm saying? I take my wig off. You know what I'm saying? And I I plop up, plop down. And you know what I mean? I I run my errands. I do this and I do that. And you know what I'm saying? You know. So she's not saying that. You know that she's a. You know that. There are going to be some times where she's going to be talked about, but everything is okay. You know what I mean? She's just letting everybody know that everything's okay, well, especially her viewers and her followers. So anyway, turning our attention to another person that was on, on Wendy. Speaking of Wendy, 
It's Tamar Braxton. Well, Tamar was on uh, Wendy Williams' show on yesterday. And, of course, you know, Tamar won Big Brother a couple of weeks ago. And uh, so, of course, Wendy asked about it and asked her, like, well, what did you do with the money? She said, well, me and Logan are looking for a home. You know, and, of course, she asked about her man. Uh, Tamar said, well, you know, he's in finance and everything like that, but not in hers. You know, he doesn't want, he knows what I do, but he li- likes what he does. He owns, he owns a firm that's, that's, that's uh, very successful, you know, in quite a bit, a few places, you know, quite a few different cities and whatnot. So quite a few businesses, she said. So he's not in hers, so he does his own thing. He, don't, he doesn't want to be in the limelight like that. You know what I'm saying? He's happy with what he does, and she's happy with what she does. But she's at a point where she, you know, she's not trying to do all of that either herself. You know, she's trying to calm down or whatnot a lot, too, because, you know, she's getting older. She'll be turning 42 later on this month. Please don't remind me because I will be 42 later on this year. So whatever. But, um, yeah, so, you know, when you get older, you change. You know, your perspective is different. You know what I'm saying? Your perspective becomes a little bit different when you get differently. You know, I was studying that in school, uh, my last classes, and I'm like, you know, why do we have these prejudices? Why do we view things the way that society reviews everything? Why can't we just think things differently? You know what I'm saying? Why can't we look at things in a different perspective? You know, I've talked about this several times. I always say that we need to look at things from a different perspective. It's not okay for us to look at things, you know, the same all the time. You know what I'm saying? We should look at things on a different level, different scale. Like, why can't we do that? Why is it so hard for us to do that? Why do we have to think that everybody is the same? Why do why do white people... This is about to turn into a whole other different topic. Um, why do white people view black people as being bad or evil or ghetto. I know there are some people that have ghetto mentalities. True enough. You know what I mean? I deal with some of them mostly every day. You know? And I don't have to really deal with them. But not every every black person is a ghetto person. Just because you see a black person that lives in a nice neighborhood that has a nice house does not mean that he's trying to rob it. Or she is trying to rob it. They could be very professional where they own that home or they have that home written it or buying or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Why can't you just take, say, you know what, maybe they're not a bad person. Maybe I should not look at this person as that. Maybe not every black person is a bad person, you know what I'm saying? Maybe there are some good people. There, Maybe there are, just maybe there are some good people out there. I want to believe that there are good people out there in the world, right? So why can't we do that? Why can't we have a perspective where we view things very differently? We don't view things the way the society wants us to view them, Okay. We need to view, have a different viewpoint. You know, just because the news or, or, or the media portrays black people as, oh, they're bad, this net Fox News mainly, um, that, that does not mean that every black person is like that. You know what I'm saying? There is a story that was on Roland Martin um, that was featuring, and I'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, so we're going to take another break, but we're going to, Continue to pick back up here on the Midnight Coco Show, Positive Highlights Wednesday. It's your girl. Hit me up on Twitter at Midnight Coco or Carita 40, K-H-R-I-T-A 40. Uh, Instagram, Instagram.com forward slash um, Radio Coco, R-A-D-I-O-K-O-K-O. Or you can give us a call. Uh, yeah, call. If you got any stories that you want to share with us and that you think that, um, is, you know, destined to be on here or need to be on here, um, please give us a call. Um, the number is 323-642-1174. Once again, that's 323-642-1174. We're going to take another break, but we'll be right back. Don't go nowhere. It's your girl, Miss Coco. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. It's positive highlights. Let's say, y'all.
Monday on the Man Empowered Network. Each Monday on blogtalkradio.com. Get inspired.
We're back. You're listening to the Midnight Coco Show here on BlogTalkRadio.com. It's your girl, Miss Coco. Positive highlights of Wednesday. Positive highlights of Wednesday. But so yesterday, I saw a story um, on um, on um, Baltimore and Unfiltered, uh, and uh, the story was very disturbing. Uh, there was a young black African American, I believe, he was shot, um, and this is filmed. The entire thing was filmed. A uh, helicopter crew was flying, hovering above, and they were capturing every the whole entire incident of when the, the person was pulled over. Uh, this person had their hands up in the air, and uh, the officer or, or the, uh, the the other person shot that young black male. You know, so this is still going on. This is still going on since Trayvon Martin, Michael Brown. You know where the extinction of our our black men are being, um, going you know taking place uh, by the hands of white Americans. My question is, what are you so afraid of? Like, why do you fear black people? Is it because you're afraid that they they we've gained knowledge and understanding of what? your ancestors did to ours and we're no longer accepting your treatment against us. We're not we're we're standing up for, you know, for ourselves. I mean, I don't get what are you afraid of? Like, why is it that you are so quick to point fingers, judge, and take our lives? You know, and it's so sad that I have to talk about this, but it is still something that plagues our community. But on a lighter side of that, on a um, lighter side of that, uh, of what took place or what went on, is um, that a young African, another young African-American attends Morehouse College and he could not find a babysitter for his five-month-old daughter. So he ended up taking his daughter with him to class so he could be able to take, uh, you know, to do his, uh, you know, go to his algebra class. Well, his professor saw this and, and took it upon himself to take the baby so he'll be able to take notes in class. And he would not have to, you know, worry about dealing with the baby, you know, while he's, you know, studying, which is something positive, you know. You know, went from being exterminated. You don't know that that young black man that you took life could have been on his way to college or university. Heck, he could have been on his way to medical school. He could have been on his way to the hospital because he's a doctor. It, you don't know for you to make a quick judgment and say, well, I feel for fear for my life right now at this moment. This person had their hands up in the air, and yet you took their life. And then where we have someone who has a child, you know what I'm saying, and he's trying to go to school to better himself or his child, his daughter. We got to start thinking, people. We have to start thinking. Black and white, red, purple, orange, blue, green, we have to start thinking and using our brains and saying, you know what, do I really feel threatened right now or am I just feeling this way because I'm intimidated by this person because of how powerful this person is and I'm intimidated by them? Be honest with yourself. What are you really afraid of? Are you just afraid that this person is a well-accomplished or, or speaks properly uh, person and you're feeling like, I'm, I'm going to, I don't like this person because they're speaking too proper for me. Or they're not speaking properly enough for me or you know, it makes no sense. And I have my hangups. I do realize that I have some biases myself. And I do view things, you know, I view people uh, 
in a certain way that I should. So I'm going to end the show on this note. Uh, Because we only have a few minutes left in the show. But whenever you feel like you don't understand something, ask questions. Ask the person, hey, why are you the way that you are? Even as a, I challenge you, not challenge, I did, I put this challenge out a while back. I dare you to be with somebody that you don't know, that you've never think in a million years that you could be around. I've been around plenty of people. I've seen people, and I, I, I challenge myself to do, do things better and not just be so quick to judge a person because of the way they look or the way they dress or the way they're speaking. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I may get angry because some people do things that I necessarily feel like they should be doing. But at least I can say, you know what, I see that. I I see it. You know what I'm saying? I I can see, recognize my my hang-up. You know what I'm saying? We're, you know, we have someone that is enticing hatred. You know what I'm saying? That is enticing it. And it's sad we're at a point where and it's always been there, but it was just hidden. We didn't really see it. Every now and again, it'll come out where you'll get a person walk by, you know, walk by another person. And it's like they quickly snatch this or they do something that is just like in a quick reaction. Next time when you feel like, you know what, you're uncomfortable, ask that person to say, I feel, or just say, you know what, I feel uncomfortable right now, but I don't know why, because I don't know you. You know what I'm saying? I'm feeling uncomfortable around you, but I don't, I don't know why I feel that way when I don't really know you. So can you tell me something about you? There was another story that I want to talk about, too, that I saw, where this elderly white woman, was in a McDonald's getting something to eat, and she was by herself. And there was a young black guy who was sitting down. He had already had his meal, and he was eating. The the older, the elderly white lady went over and said, do you mind if I sit with you? I don't really want to sit by myself. And so he, he invited her to say, yes, please. If we could do like this elderly white woman and sit down at a freaking restaurant, with another person who is different from her because simply for the fact that she was lonely and did not want to sit by herself. So she sat with that man, that young man. And now they have a friendship. If we could think like that and just do that, that make that move or make a move like that, I think we'll be better. We'll, we'll start living better and doing better. We Even black people are so, we are so quick to be against another person because, well, this and that. I understand your, it's your religion or whatever. You feel like, okay, because of my religion, I'm not going to do this because I know what they did to me or this and that and the third or whatever because this is what the Bible says. Okay, I understand that. And the word of God says, and I'm about to preach to you right now, and the word of God says that when Jesus was on earth, what did Jesus tell the Pharisees when they, uh, when he performed a miracle on on the Sabbath day. And they said, is it, law, is, it, is it lawful? And I'm paraphrasing here. And they were like, is it lawful for you to perform a miracle on, on the Sabbath day, but yet here's somebody over here who's committing a sin? Is it lawful for you to do that? And Jesus told them, and I may, I may have my stories mixed up, but and Jesus said to them, is it lawful for what you do? For you to come to me and, and say this, make these claims or whatever and this and that and the third. He said, listen, I didn't come here to condemn the law. But what I came here to do is to fulfill and to save you, you know, so that you, through me, you might be saved. He didn't come, he didn't come on this earth to condemn the law. He came to save the people. Yes, we have to recognize the law. Okay, this is what the law says, da-da-da-da. 
I even heard a preacher say that there are over 600 in some commandments. There's over 600 laws that we're supposed to do, but yet we don't really do them. But the only ones that we really do or really adhere to are the 10 that is written by Moses or that was written, for, you know, that was given to Moses to give to us. So my thing is, my challenge is, and to my, is that take some time if you see somebody that's different. Don't quit, be quick to judge and say, oh, I'm not going to deal with that person. I'm not going to be around that person. I'm just going to walk in and ignore that person. Because like I said, I've done it myself too. I've done it myself too, where I've been so quick to judge a person because of the way that they look. Panhandlers, people that beg, well, I, I want to know why. Why are you begging? Why is it, what happened to you to where you're in a position of where you are now, where you're begging? You can have the same opportunities that I have if you would do change your thinking, change your thought and you know what? I'm no longer going to live on the streets. I'm no longer going to beg. I'm going to clean myself up. I'm going to go somewhere to find some help. And it's access some help. But And then when you go, present yourself in a, in a way where the person that you're asking for the assistance or the help will be understanding. And pray before you even go in there. You know, before you even go in there, pray and say, you know what? I, I'm praying to God that they open this person's heart to be able to have compassion for me because I'm going through some situations right now. I need some help, and I need this person to have compassion. So if we change our thought patterns, I promise you we'll live in a better place. We'll live better. If we're thankful, we do better. If we know better, we do better. You know what I'm saying? That's what the word says. My people perish for lack of, lack of knowledge. If we know better, we do better. All right, that's going to do it from Hindi Girl here on the Midnight Coco Show on blogtalkradio.com. Please follow us on social media uh, at Midnight Coco or Corita 40 K H R I T A. Instagram, Instagram.com forward slash Radio Coco. And uh, Corita 40, Facebook.com forward slash Coco Radio. And uh, until then, feel free to be you and live for today like it's your last. Because life has its struggles, but always take a sip of Coco and guess what? You'll be all right. I'm your girl, Miss Coco, for the Midnight Coco Show. Have a wonderful day, and we'll see you back here next time. Remember, change your think thought pattern. Get to know someone you don't know. Peace. Now your love is slowly, slowly dying. I know it's 
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.